Hey, it's Mike, Sean, and AJ of the Confused Breakfast. If you love classic movies from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, we're the podcast for you. We just finished up May of Sway's Uncaged. All Nick Cage and Patrick Swayze movies. Dirty Dancing, Donnie Darko, Face Off, The Outsiders, and National Treasure. Check us out wherever podcasts are found. You will be glad you did. Well, that was an uncomfortable Watch What Happens Live with Marion Z-Way. Which is a bummer. I was so looking forward to it. The potential. But what this really showcased was all this stuff I don't love about Mary. And I know she's such a fan favorite and she can like do no wrong. But I know that there are a good amount of people who agree with me. Um, I posted on TikTok and on Instagram and got a lot of like, I agree about it just. Mary thrives when she does whatever she wants to do and you point a camera at her and document it and that's it. And also they they put like funny music, like the silly score that they put, you know, to let us know it's funny. But without that and just live and just answering questions and trying to play a game and it just showcased how just mean she is. She's just mean. And then she fat shamed Heather again, like again, that's at least the fourth or fifth time. So not, not my favorite, not my favorite. Hi guys. Welcome to She Speaks Bravo. If you are new here, if you are new here, I have been using TV as a form of therapy for many, many years. So I'm a complete mess, but all I do is watch TV and talk about it. So if you are not already, subscribe, follow along, hit the bell, do all the things so that you don't miss an episode because I release at least three new ones every week. And let's get into more of this Watch What Happens live performance, and then I will recap this latest episode of Salt Lake City. But let me roll that intro first. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. I mean, look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I'm a complete mess. What is this, honey? I love that. I'm Emily. Every week, I recap the latest episodes of your favorite Bravo shows, from Housewives to Vanderpump Rules. We need to get more cosmopolitan. So if you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. Okay, so the Watch What Happens Live. Z-Way brings the fish fillet. Did I expect Mary to actually eat it? No, not at all. But what made me so uncomfortable was that Z-Way wasn't in her comfort zone. Someone said, I think either on TikTok or Instagram, they said that Z-Way could have interviewed Mary and it could have been, that's like Z-Way's brand, right? She interviews people and it can get awkward, but she like knows how to handle it. It was different with her being a guest of Andy's and Mary just kept trolling the two of them. And I would say it was funny, but it just was more uncomfortable. Like she didn't understand the questions coming at her. Andy thought he was, like, kind of helping her a few times, and she would just be like, I don't know. That's not it. I don't know. So it, it was a clunky, uncomfortable, and then the fat-shaming situation. 
And then they made her play a game. I'm like, whose idea was it to make Mary play a game? She's not even going to understand the concept or the rules. That's not how Mary does it, okay? Mary does Mary, and that is it. And Andy said today that he thought it was hilarious, and he has to say that. Otherwise, she's not coming to the reunion. They are barely hanging on to Mary. But we give Mary a pass for anything she does. And I know it's because she's a fan favorite. And I even have good friends of mine who love Mary, no matter what she does, and like stan her. And I'm just confused because I also know that they don't like fat shaming. And I also know that they don't like people just being outright. Maybe they like that, actually. I take that back. They may like people being outright rude to people because that can be funny. But the fat shaming, I know they don't stand for. And I think Mary gets this pass because a lot of the audience that wanted her back felt like she was ganged up on over the church. And it was because Whitney was leading it. It's like, Whitney, when are you going to learn, girl? You are not the one to lead, honey. No, no, no. Stop. Hmm. I just don't know what else to say other than I didn't like it. And I'm, and I know I may get totally dragged for this and I prepare. I just had to live in my truth about it because I was watching like, I'm uncomfortable. Even the bartender was uncomfortable too. The bartender was like, we're don't, don't cut to me. Hello. Hi. Yes. Just go back over there. Let's get through this. Let's get through it together. And I didn't see the Dom Perignon, why she needs 2003 Dom. I didn't see that in its entirety. I started to watch the clip. So I think by wig, hello, drama posted that clip and I couldn't even finish it because it was so uncomfortable. She like didn't remember what she was supposed to say. Z-Way and Andy were helping her out. And I just gave up. I'm like, okay, I, I don't need to know. It just wasn't what we had hoped. Maybe our expectations were too high. I've seen a lot of people commenting, like, I can't believe people thought it would be good. And again, I think it would have been fine if Z-Way was the one just doing the interviewing and doing the Z-Way thing. Because she can handle some weird, awkward interviews better than anyone. It's like her brand, right? But um, that was not it. Mary said some funny things, so don't get me wrong, when she said the reason she came back was to save the show. Fair. Fair. Honestly. Um, and she is good in this friend of capacity. But when I get into the recap, I, I'll talk about the, the areas in which I have a hard time. But I, I really want to emphasize this. Mary is not getting attacked more than anyone. I've seen that comment, not a lot, but a little bit. And people are like, if Mary does it, people get mad. But if someone else does it, they don't care. I'm like, opposite. Total opposite. Mary can say anything and she's not attacked for it by people who would normally who would normally attack someone for doing that thing and she gets a pass for not participating because people will say well why should she participate well she's getting a paycheck and so if anyone else was doing that they'd get reamed mary gets delicately handled special treatment and i cannot stress enough how much it breaks my heart that there are victims in this that have been trying to speak out against Mary's church for years and all this platform has done is further silence them. Because when it comes to church stuff, it takes like decades sometimes for people to believe victims. You know, like cults, it takes forever to take cults down. You know, the stories are like the documentaries are always like, 
they they have to go find that first person that spoke out and that person is in hiding because when they spoke out everybody attacked them and no one else was willing to speak out by the time it comes around where it's justice will be served they have been living in seclusion and fear for like two decades already so i feel bad for those people because they were trying to be heard and now it's the audience that loves Mary is like, oh, these are just people that are attacking Mary. And I'm like, God, that sucks for them, man. Eventually, soon, because Robert Sr. is a bad guy, to be clear. He's a bad guy. Even Mary doesn't like him. And it's disturbing. And I and I really do believe the interview that Mary's mom did with uh, Up and Adam, which I highly recommend watching. I do believe Mary's mom and that she Mary's brainwashed. She was so young when she was married to Robert Sr. and like brainwashed into thinking it was her grandmother's or her her grandmother yeah, her grandmother's wishes. And according to Mary's mom, this is just not Mary. It's Robert Sr. As soon as he took over the church, that was when it shifted. And he like stole the church from Mary's mom. Because it would have gone to Mary's mom and people when they were in that church during that time when Mary's mom was a part of it, they loved it, loved the church, loved Mary's grandmother too. Robert Sr. is the bad guy and there will be a true crime doc on him for sure. And so I I just have to say that I, as much as I'm going to say I like Mary here and there, I'm fully aware that there are absolutely victims and it just feels so irresponsible that when producers found Mary, I'm sure they heard about all these other things. They were like, who cares? It's just fun. She's funny. And so it's like, okay, well, what should have happened is it should have been, hey, let's get like another documentary crew in here to like help these people maybe maybe shine a light on what's going on because can you imagine if like a true documentary crew came in and followed mary and robert senior around to showcase the church they would have uncovered some things but it's really tricky to talk about church stuff because avid churchgoers have a very hard time criticizing a church you know but you you kind of got to look at their history too like what a, maybe they have a bit of a history of being in a cult like church as well, where they're like, no one goes against the church. It's very it's it's like ingrained in them. So now that I've said all of that, I will recap this episode. And anytime I say something is funny about Mary, um, actually, I don't even know if I say that ever in this. This was sort of when the charm wore off for me. She gets to show up, sit down, not really communicate with anyone except for being insulting. And it's called Iconic. And I don't know. I think maybe my time has come with with adoring Mary. I don't know. I can't remember what how I felt. But as we go through my notes, we'll we'll see if maybe there's a moment where I'm like, and it was hilarious. So Angie has just walked over to Meredith. And Meredith is once again... She is, it is now the biggest pattern for Meredith to do this. She's absolutely talking about rumors. Alluding to rumors on camera is just as bad as saying the rumor. Because when you don't say the rumor, you get us going in our imaginations, right? Um, And I did not see it coming that it was 
fucking other men. I really kind of thought maybe it'd be like a criminal thing, but I did not see that. And I'm like, oh, who cares? Who fucking cares about that? You know? Uh, but Mary Meredith is pulling her classic. When she gets bu- busted on it, she said, there are rumors about you, but I'm not spreading them. Just denies it. And Angie says, you are saying that my husband is sleeping with men? And Meredith, I don't know what you're talking about. I have not spoken to anyone about your husband, and I've certainly not talked to Whitney about your husband. Whitney, I don't like Whitney this season. I really, really don't. I'm, I, I've been able to extract humor from Whitney, but all of that humor seems to be gone because she's not getting, like, trashed and embarrassing herself, which I, is the only Whitney I can really get behind. But she's like, you did. You did. In the airport, you said there are rumors about her husband. And Well, maybe I said there were rumors, but I didn't say what they were. Just as bad. Angie, you've spread rumors about every marriage in this group. Meanwhile, you're the only one spreading their legs outside of their marriage. No shock here. Up Meredith goes, we're done. I don't talk to people who don't talk to me with respect. I don't know what that accent was. With respect. Go shove whipped cream in her mouth. The way Meredith walks off, she's some, okay, she, she, like her shoulders move more. There's more of a bounce. And she leads with her chin while also like somehow leaning forward. Because usually when you lead with your chin, you like walk up like this. But she walks off like. I can tell she's uncomfortable. She's walking away because she's scared. She's walking away because she's like, fuck. But I don't, I think Meredith will forever deny any type of rumor spreading. She will forever deny that. So whenever confronted, I don't even think she wants to admit to herself that these rumors were spread by her. And on Meredith's, or I'm sorry, X, I hate that, Twitter, she she said, when did I say this? Roll footage. The All I said was that I've heard rumors. And she puts the rumors in like the funny spelling like we've all been doing. And then when Lisa had the line, uh, there's victim, the victims in this. The only victims here are the other patrons who have to witness this nonsensical vitriol. Girl. I don't know. I just wish she would. Ex- I, I want her to stay. I want her to stay in a scene. But she always has to walk away. And then it's just like, it gets old. She always walks away. And I know Meredith fans are like, well, that's because she doesn't want to. She's disengaging. She doesn't want to participate. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's literally her job. And she does it season after season. And she gets applauded for it. But it's like, ugh. And granted, I know that Angie and someone said in my in my DMs, Angie isn't even a really good fighter, so she could totally beat her. Meredith has some great. Well, does she? We've never really seen Meredith sit and stay for one of these scenes to know if she has the verbal skills that I think she could have if she didn't walk away. The rumors, the nastiness about her. 
Not too long ago, my skin was starting to break out constantly. Constantly. I didn't want to go anywhere. I know that's dramatic, but I felt like everyone was just staring at it. So ruined a lot of stuff for me, I got to say. So that's why I'm really pumped that we are partnered up with Apostrophe. They are the sponsor for this episode. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get you customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear up acne. You fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history. Then you snap a few selfies and a dermatology provider will create your customized treatment plan. Customized. Apostrophe offers access to prescription treatments for all types of acne, from hormonal acne, which is what I was dealing with, to facial acne and even back, chest and butt acne. I like that this is a customized plan because a lot of the time it's not a one size fits all solution. So they go through all of your medical history. They ask you a ton of questions that will be vital to the type of treatment you get. There's also no in-person appointment or a trip to the pharmacy needed. It all comes shipped to you. It's all online. Super convenient. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash she speaks. When you use our code, she speaks. That's a savings of $15. Okay. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash she speaks and click get started then use our code she speaks at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only five dollars thank you apostrophe for sponsoring this episode the rumors and nastiness about her I know you've heard me talk about Cozy Earth a million times, but I kid you not, I have three sets of sheets, two shirts, and three pants from Cozy Earth now. Luxury goods that transform your lifestyle. That is what Cozy Earth has. Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's Favorite Things five years in a row, okay? All products are made from responsibly sourced viscous from bamboo, and all products come with a 10-year warranty. I don't know how they do that. Cozy Earth bedding is temperature regulating, okay? And it's available in viscous from bamboo, but also in linen. Cozy Earth loungewear offers optimal comfort while maintaining a flattering, dare I say, elegant fit. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today, up to 35% off site wide when you use the code she speaks. 35% off is a great deal, guys. That is why I have purchased so many things using my code. So go to CozyEarth.com and use the code she speaks to get up to 35% off site-wide. I love that. Meredith goes over to where Mary and Lisa are sitting and Lisa goes, you guys, I'm so glad we all got together. Meredith like nods painfully during that. She's like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm pretending that I'm happy. And Lisa goes, I'm so glad. And I don't know if they edited it this way, but Mary and Meredith don't say one fucking word. Angie then goes over to Meredith and sits in front of her. And now Meredith looks just insane, like looking anywhere but her. I refuse to look at you. You have alluded to rumors about her husband Regardless of whether or not it came out of your mouth, you were so willing to have that, to say that, to threaten that on camera. 
So stand in it, girl. Stand in it. Be willing to accept the repercussions of that. And she's like, if you're going to spread rumors, then you're going to look me in the eye and address it. And Meredith just keeps looking away. And Angie says, make eye contact, which makes Meredith, of course, need to leave. And Angie tries to stand in her way. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. And just keeps walking away. Run away, Meredith. Run away. And Angie from across the room goes, the only one that spreads their legs outside of marriage is you. (laughs) Once again, the patrons. Oh, Meredith was right. The poor patrons. The poor, innocent patrons. Meredith, not me, honey. Not me. Talk to yours. Deal with your marriage. She starts walking off. Leave mine alone. Okay, well, you need to stop talking about her marriage. Like you said, you want to talk about the husband? It was a very Kim Richards. Let's talk about the husband. You don't want me to go there. The same shit. The same shit. While they go back and forth, Angie whispers to Heather, she said that Angie's husband is fucking men. And Heather's like, okay, 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 okay. All right, everybody. Let's, I'm liking Heather this season. Lisa's from across the room. What is it? Monica, what happened? (laughs) When they flash over to Meredith's like rumors and nastiness moment, it's so clear that she was about to spread this rumor. It's it's just like last season when she goes over to Whitney's and she's like, I'm not going to say it first. I'm going to let you say it. But I have this on the ready. I've heard that she does favors. I think she said sexual favors, but I can't remember now. Monica now joins Mary uh, and Lisa and tells Lisa, um, and Meredith's there too, and tells Lisa what happened. But now Meredith gets up and walks away because she can't be a part of it. She refuses to be a part of it. And Monica is is doubling down that this, or tripling down. It's like the third person she said that Meredith said that Sean fucks men. Lisa, though, is so quick to go, no, he does not. She knows Angie so well, and I I'm, I believe it. I believe it's not true. And I think when Heather later says, it's Utah, of course there's these rumors. He's a hairstylist who wears tapered pants, and it's Utah. So it's like, oh, okay. So Meredith, who doesn't live in Utah, only comes to film, basically. She has heard that from probably a few people and is like, well, okay. Mary's confessional. I can't believe I wasted another outfit on this event. Like, that's funny. You know? Okay, that was funny. Fine. That was funny. Lisa swears on her kids that she has never heard that before. And Monica's confessional is all these women have heard it and they've talked about it. And this is some fake Utah shit. I just can't imagine Lisa... Lisa partaking. Excuse me. I forgot to tell you guys. I have COVID. I have COVID. I I was not feeling well, excuse me, over the weekend. And my dad happened to be cleaning boxes out yesterday. And he's like, oh, look, I got COVID tests. And I was like, you know what? Just for funsies, I'll take one. Positive for COVID. So then I took the rest of the two that were in the box and was like, positive, positive. So I don't feel terrible. My head is like in a vice and I have like constant cotton mouth and I haven't even smoked today. 
So I'm a little off and my stomach feels kind of queasy, but it's nothing like super extreme by any means. But it's, uh, I definitely don't feel, I don't feel wonderful. So if I'm a little off, that's why. Just one more sip of water and then I'll get back into it. I'll tell you who I don't believe though doesn't, hasn't heard it before. And that's Whitney. Because Heather's like, we fucking heard it, dude. I've heard it. Hell yeah. But it's like, he's a hairdresser. Any hairdresser in Utah is going to be called gay. And and Whitney's like, no, I have not heard it. No, I have not heard it. Doing her weird, no, no, that weird thing that she's doing. Meredith talks to her friend over talking to her friend. She's like, I have a great marriage. She should worry about hers. I am sorry. I do not think that she has a great marriage. When she's with Seth, she looks like she wants to kill him. And Seth also is like a little wild too. Every time we've seen him, he is drinking. He is having the time of his life and she seems irritated. But I'm not going to, I don't care. I don't care. Like if she's with him, she's with him. Enjoy that. But when she's like, she should worry about hers. You're the one who talked about her husband. It's like Meredith always gets all high and mighty. It's like, you just, you did it. It's on camera. And then when you go and watch what happens live, you're like, that wasn't the rumor I was talking about. Okay, sure. Meredith's also like participating with Glad in something too. So it's a really bad look. It's a really bad look. Mary asks if there's any food there. (laughs) The way, the way Lisa's like, there's lots of food. Um, let me see. Hold on. I got so nervous. I was like, oh my God, get her food. She's like, is Emily around? Emily, let's get, let's get Mary like a fresh flatbread. And Monica goes, yes, a fresh pizza is exactly what we need right now. And Mary goes, you can order your own. Here's the thing. Mary was going to take this food to go. Like she came to an event, didn't like the food they were serving. And then it's like, can I get some food to go? And then the way she talks to the cook who made it and gives it to her, like, here you go. And she's like, you couldn't put it in the box. He's like, I'm sorry, we don't have pizza boxes. Okay, no, you're lazy. I'm over her. That's when I was like, okay, like, I don't, we don't like when people treat staff rude. But I know some people who love Mary are going to be like, well, that's, that was lazy of him. It's like, this was an unprecedented thing for them to probably order because, they don't have it on the menu or whatever, and they probably weren't maybe set up for it, or I don't even know. But Mary is like, she just expects everything. It's very entitled, and I know I'm going to get reamed for saying bad things about Mary. I know I am. Angie, on her way out, because she's leaving now, she says to Meredith, I'm sorry you're so miserable. And Meredith's like, I'm sorry. Meredith like doesn't ever. I'm sorry you're so miserable. Good one, Mary. Meredith. Lisa goes up to Mary, Meredith, and she goes, I keep saying that, Meredith, and she goes, crazy way to end things. And Meredith, there's something wrong with her. She has a weird thing for me. I don't know what it is, and it's not my problem, and I'm not interested. Girl, what is your thing with her? That's actually what we all need to understand. What is your thing with her? In Lisa's confessional, I can't believe Meredith's playing the victim right now. The real victim in this situation is Angie. And me. It's my party. <laughs> Lisa really shows how self-centered she, she is in this episode. Over at Angie and Sean's house, Angie makes their 
ridiculously huge bed, which I have so many questions. Like, what size is that? It's got to be a custom bed. But it is the size of the entire room. Sean brings her coffee, and she so gently tells Sean what happened. And Sean just goes, what a fucking idiot. And Angie's like, you've been dealing with the gay rumors for forever. But he goes, look, gay, straight, whatever. The issue here is the adultery part. And I'm like, that's the response. That's the response. He probably has seen enough of like the husband takedown stuff last season with Lisa. And now he's the victim of it. You know what I mean? Now he has to deal with it. And it's clearly he's used to the gay rumors because I think he went on Watch What Happens. I believe that was Watch What Happens Live. And it was just like, yes, I've heard that before. I've been getting it forever because I'm a hairstylist. So that part doesn't affect him. But um, now that he realizes this is going to become a storyline, it's going to affect his daughter. And when he starts crying and says, it kills me to think that she would think I would ever do something like this. I've been working my ass off to be her hero. Angie holds that man's hand and wipes his tears and says, you still are. And the way that you handle this, she's going to know it even more. I mean, like this was a scene, man. I didn't expect it to go this way. And when I saw the preview, like in the trailer, when you see him doing, saying the line, she's going to hear about this. And Angie saying, I protected my family. I thought it was something that Angie did weird and was like, oh shit, now he's got to, nope, it's this. And that's really sad. Angie in her confessional talks about how they are practicing orthodox and if infidelity is against their religion. And I'm like, yeah, I bet. I bet it's against like all religions. Sean bans Meredith from the home, and he doesn't ever want to be around her at all. Work. Okay, next scene is Monica's house in the morning getting her kids up for school. Now, I'm going to be real petty and real shitty, but I'm watching Housewives, okay? And this house isn't just small. It's ugly and it's dirty. And I'm not used to that. And I felt like, I'm like, is this teen mom? What am I watching? And like, uh, I didn't know. I felt it was it was a dark experience for me. I didn't like it. I'm like, where am I? What's going on? Get this woman some more money. I know. I don't. I don't. I know. I sound like a piece of shit, but it's like I'm watching this. Like this is a different brand. So they really just wanted Monica because she had been a federal witness against Jen and had all this tea. But it's like then the kids are driving to school and we get a pre-nose job picture of Monica when they talk, when she talks about how she moved around a lot as a kid. Her mom was always like moving, trying to find the next thing. So she just wants her kids to have stability. And we will get into the mom later. Okay. Jack and Lisa get their nails done. I got to say, I don't like when Lisa has scenes with her kids. It's always uncomfortable. They seem like they really don't want to talk on camera. And Lisa has her little can of Diet Coke. And this is about the mission. Lisa, this is the beginning of Lisa, Lisa's like, I, Heather asked about it, but at least he's choosing a mission and not meth or teenage pregnancy. But regardless, I this is where I'm kind of, I'm confused by Lisa. She hasn't read the Book of Mormon, but based on what he's telling me, I kind of want to read it. I, I'm... I'm just like, 
confused because you call yourself Mormon and I don't understand what a, what is it about Mormonism that attracts you to it if you don't seem to be practicing Mormonism. And she's not worthy to go to the temples, but John is. And she says, it's maybe because I drink too much Diet Coke or I drink alcohol. I mean, there's a lot of reasons you don't go. And I'm like, I just don't get what you connect to with it then. It's a very restricting and it doesn't align with a lot of your views, Lisa. Lisa's become like a gay icon. And I'm, I just would like to know why Mormonism? And now you got Jack going on a mission. And Lisa says to Jack, you know, every night I'm hoping that, was I a good mom that day? But clearly I'm a good mom because you made this decision. And Jack goes, no, this decision was all me. That's why I didn't tell you. All right. It just makes me feel like they don't like her. Like her kids really don't, like Jack at least doesn't like her. It's like, sometimes it feels like like John and the boys have like an inside joke against Lisa. And it just makes me uncomfortable for her. Lisa's like, my bestie to Jack. And he's like, mm -hmm. The rumors and nastiness about her. When my dad moved here from Florida, he needed all the doctors. He needed a cardiologist. He needed a general practitioner. He needed an ear doctor or hearing doctor, whatever, they're, whatever those ones are called. I tell everybody I know about ZocDoc because I feel like we don't know where to look for good doctors. Because also you find a good doctor and then they don't take your insurance. And it just is a hassle. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book your appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter for ones specifically who take your insurance or are located near you and treat almost any condition that you're searching for. These doctors have all been verified from actual real patients, not bots. The average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 and 48 hours. It. You can even score same-day appointments. Once you find the doctor that you want, you can book them immediately with just a few app taps. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with the weird receptionist who doesn't really like her job. I have used this for my own appointments, but my dad has used this for all of his new doctors. He is so impressed and he is hard to impress. Go to ZocDoc.com slash she speaks and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash she speaks. ZocDoc.com slash she speaks. I love that. Lisa and Whitney then go to Angie's house. Um, I don't know how Angie invites Lisa over without having a Diet Coke in the fridge. What the hell? I mean, that is like criminal. Okay. Angie has been struggling and she tells them that Sean cried and, you know, Lisa, of course, has a little tear in her eye and it starts. Lisa goes, I was just in your shoes. Trust me. No one believes this bullshit. You and Sean are like me and John. We work together. We do everything together. Whitney is like, don't give Meredith the energy. Just don't. And Lisa brings up, Monica had a lot to say. And Whitney does really have Monica's back here. And she's like, let's not lose track, lose sight of this. Monica may be the one talking the most, but she's hearing it from Meredith. And she, as Whitney was just a, quote, victim of this. And I bet it was so funny because 
for Meredith, when she talks in these like kind of coded things, or even when she says things outright, she knows she can just deny it. And it makes the person saying like, no, I heard it from you. It makes them feel crazy or look crazy. And I guess during the time of filming, it seems Meredith didn't know Monica was the one saying, Meredith said this, guys. Like, Meredith said this. Uh, because they are, they're still cool, Monica and Meredith. But it's like, she clearly doesn't know you're saying, I heard it from Meredith, from her mouth. Okay? Excuse me. Angie lets them know that uh, Heather invited her over. And they flash to the scene. Angie's like, I'm sorry for what I've said about you. And Heather goes, yeah, same. And also, I'm sorry I didn't have your back on that trip. I don't know how you survived that because that was pretty brutal. And I'm sorry for not having your back at all. And so Angie tells them that she was honored to be invited to Heather's home. And she said she felt really bad for sitting back while all that shit was going on. And Lisa goes, oh, I know what it feels like to be layered on. Trust me. And then it keeps going. And then Lisa, Angie goes, yeah, she said it took a lot of grit. And Lisa's like, well, you're lucky because I've never gotten this from her. I'm getting triggered because, like, where was this friendship for me? Okay, Lisa just goes off. She's in tears. I want to say that I'm right there with Whitney. Bad timing. Bad timing for sure. But also, like, I really understand Lisa. She totally got piled on. Totally got piled on. It's been at the reunion uh, with all of them going at, going at her. Uh, and then during the season where Meredith, Meredith is denying saying anything and it's all about her marriage and stuff. So I guess Lisa hasn't worked through that until now. And then Lisa's like, listen, Ange, you went through shit yesterday and this is not about me. But I had it worse, and it's so raw, <laughs> so uncomfortable, so like. And then someone told Henry that there are naked pictures of his mom online, and Lisa's like, "I've never gotten that from Heather." You know what? I love myself too much for this. I'm good with you guys. That's all I fucking care about. Everybody else will figure it out. And this leaves Angie like, "Okay, what do I do now? Like, thank you for coming over." <laughs> I don't know what to do. Ugh. Meredith and Brooks, they drive to go snowshoeing, which I i don't even think I've known that was a thing you go and do. But Meredith tells her, quote, near-death experience, and they put accident in quotes and all of this silly, that like the same music they use to let us know that Mary is being funny. They use that while Meredith tells this story. Meredith isn't just telling the story. Meredith's, cry Meredith's crying. It was terrifying. I thought I was dying. And my last moments of significance were at least this party where they were horrible and mean. I mean, the, they were like, we can't give this to you. And then on Meredith's, I think it was her Twitter. Uh, on her Twitter, what did she say? Hold on. Let me get it again. Meredith. What did Meredith say? This was a hard moment for me. I was in a horrible car accident years ago when I was catapulted out of a car and knocked unconscious. I lost a dear friend in that accident. That moment was a horrible reminder and is nothing to make light of. Not humorous at all. Look, I don't, like, I'm sure I would have been scared. When I was a kid, we were driving up to Big Bear 
and my stepdad lost control of the car. And it was definitely fucking scary. For sure, it was fucking scary. Um, I don't really feel like, because nothing really happened, it didn't stick with me. But she's clearly triggered. She's got trauma of her own. And I don't want to take that from her. Okay, I may not be happy with Meredith, but I don't want to take that from her. But it was still really funny the way they did it. It was such a troll. But then Meredith's asking Brooks about his dating life, and apparently he just got out of a serious relationship. And the snowshoeing moment, I did not know it would be this funny. Brooks' gay run in the snowshoes while Meredith walks in her, like, long ponytail extension. I'm not running. It was unhinged. It was the most unhinged thing to view. Like, like Brooks goes into, like, the corner of the path, and then he abruptly pivots and starts running on the thing. It was, okay, it was insane. Okay, Monica and her mom and her grandma, Nana, they they take Nana to her favorite senior activity center, which Monica joins for clearly the first time just for cameras because she's like introducing herself to everyone. But then Monica and her mom have a chat off to the side about her mom's dating life. That's how it starts. Her mom says that Monica's daughters need Jesus. They need to pray. She looks crazed all of a sudden. And I saw, like, this woman started to trigger the fuck out of me. This whole conversation, the way her mom was treating her, I was like, oh, shit. I don't like this at all. Monica's like, are you kidding me? Like, you apologize to me for raising me in the church. And her mom clearly remembers but pretends to forget. And that really, I was like, I can't handle this. I can't handle it. I don't get it. Like, what's happening? Her mom says, it's a joy to be a spiritual leader of your family. And Monica goes, guess what? Your daughter still got knocked up at 19. Okay. Her mom starts to scream. I was a single parent. And Monica's like, I was a single parent making $6.50 an hour. And the way her mom's like, we have to stop this pissing contest. I'm your mother. There has to be boundaries. Just the way the way she was talking, I can't really explain it. Something in her eyes, the, her tone, it was like such visible denial. And this the way this woman was like shoving against Monica, trying to have a point, knowing I could tell she knew Monica had a point. Oh, I was so triggered. Oh, this was tough. This was a tough scene. Monica goes, speaking of boundaries, don't walk into my house without knocking. But then this is sad. The other day, Monica's mom thought she had hung up the phone, but instead she hadn't. And Monica heard her say, you fucking piece of shit. I hate your fucking guts. You fucking piece of shit. I fucking can't stand you. Oh, my God. And bananas, Nana, Nana goes from across the room. There's no dirty talk here. Her mom apologizes. But when Monica says that that's not the first time that her mom has spoken to her that way, I just felt bad. I felt bad. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Like you were not given a fair shot with your family of origin. Whitney and Heather go skiing. It's our last little scene. And this is when Heather really talks about the mission. And I was full team Heather in this moment because Whitney, you look crazy, girl. You look like you are picking and choosing when to be up in arms about something. Because Heather is shocked when Whitney goes, I thought, well, honestly, good for him. 
There's like, and you don't have any global feelings about the Mormon church? Like, how can the Mormon church in her confessional? She's like, remember you had to like leave the church at this whole dramatic moment where she was like, this is the letter. I'm going to sign it now. And like had to leave Mormon. You know what I mean? How do you not have a problem with him going to spread the word of Mormonism? Whitney's like, are you calling me hypocritical? I am. How about that? I am. Lady, I'm calling your ass hypocritical. Heather explains that she feels bad from all the people she's recruited that didn't want to join Mormonism, but my own conviction forced them to. I feel like I've ruined lives. And Whitney, what do you want me to do? Knock on the door and say, stop this? No, but don't be all like, good for him. Just because you're Team Lisa. That makes me lose respect for you. And Heather goes, I don't think that you should be on board because we know they don't they don't accept any form of transgender. They don't think is real. They're homophobic. There's racist stuff like. But Whitney keeps shaking her dumb head like. I don't know what the it's like now they don't talk shit about the Mormon church because because Lisa's kid is going on a mission. This was like your brand. This was your entire topic of conversation for seasons now. Whitney, what is this? Ew. Heather goes like, I've walked into rooms where people view me as like the enemy. And that's why Lisa didn't tell me about Jack's mission right away. Whitney goes, it's interesting you say that because Lisa had a strong reaction to Angie coming over to your house. Now, I don't know if they are editing it to look like Whitney isn't explaining this well or if this is really how she's like, I don't know. It was weird. I don't know. It was a weird thing. Okay, that's not you're avoiding the topic, lady. I am very pissed about Whitney taking this stance, actually, because it's like we watched you struggle with your Mormonism. This has been your entire storyline outside of like little things here and there. And now it's like, what's the big deal? Girl, bye. I was starting to not like the Whitney I was seeing at Ultimate Girls Trip. And now I really am like, okay, Whitney, I've been barely hanging on to liking you. And I'm like, this makes me lose so much respect for her. And I am shocked that I like Heather so much this season. After Jen, it was Jen. Jen had some shit on Heather and Heather was like bound by that gag order. And now that Jen is gone, we can see a true authentic Heather. And I'm shocked by that. You know, maybe that maybe all of that shit that happened to Heather was like what she needed to grow and to find like her true authentic self. (laughs) That's such a shitty thing to say. All of that bullshit she took from the audience was what she needed to toughen up and find herself. So it was good that we dragged her so much. I have to go back and maybe watch last season or maybe just the reunion because like I can't like this is how we we do forget. Well, not everybody. Some some fans hold on to things from like the first season of a show that's been on 13 years. Never forget. I'm like, what? But I forget very easily. Like if I'm, I'm taking what you're giving me in the moment, I'm like, OK, this is good. And I like that Heather's like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be like. Good for you. Lisa doesn't stand for that shit because she has gay friends and she 
is pretty open about that. And this is a church that doesn't accept it. Like, why Mormonism, Lisa? You don't even seem to really follow any of it. So what is it about Mormonism? You could have picked any religion, you know? So this is opening up some more questions for Lisa. And Lisa should, it's only fair. You know, I like Barlow, but it's only fair. It's only fair that Lisa get a little bit of that hell because everyone does, you know? It's like, and she can take it. Lisa's tough. She can take it. All right. Next week is going to be drama at, I think it's a party Angie's throwing. And Angie's, no, no. Yeah, Angie. And Monica's mom is there and she's going to be like getting in the middle of shit. Oh, it's going to get messy. And Heather's going to confront Lisa about that Mormonism stuff. So hopefully the season stays good and doesn't get too repetitive. That can happen on this show. But now that Jen Shaw is gone, that same cycle that we kept doing with Jen, it's not going to have to happen anymore. And I like that. I like it a lot. All right, guys. I'm going to wrap it up. And I'll see you soon. Love you, mean it. Bye. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. And if you're interested in hearing my takes on non-Bravo shows, check out my new podcast, She Speaks It All. I cover the challenge, drag race, and any other show I'm obsessed with that's not Bravo. She Speaks It All is available everywhere you get your podcasts, just like this show. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.